Welcome to our broadcast, everyone. I'm Jerry Savelle. Thank you for joining me. And I pray that as you watch and as you listen today, that your faith is going to be inspired. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You should never get to the place where you get tired of hearing God's Word. You know, I have been living by faith now for 52 years. And I'm telling you, I am just as hungry for the Word of God today as I was when I began 52 years ago. I can't get enough of it, and I hope you feel the same way. Now, today we're going to continue our study on expecting the goodness of God in your life. We began this last week. I took you into our service here at Heritage of Faith Christian Center in Crowley, Texas. And by the way, if you're ever in the Fort Worth area, come and join us. It's on the south side of Fort Worth. We'd love to see you, love to have you in a service, and I believe you will not be disappointed. It's a place where faith is strong. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to continue our study on expecting the goodness of God. Now, let me read this scripture to you as we begin. Psalm 34, verse 10, they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. If you continue seeking God, continue putting God first place in your life, then his promise to you is you will never want any good thing. And then Psalm 31 verse 19 says, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear and reverence you. God has goodness stored up that belongs to you. Seek him, stay in his presence and learn how that you can tap into it. So I'm going to take you into the service now where we're going to continue talking about expecting the goodness of God in your life. Watch, and I'll be back in just a few moments. Now, I'm speaking prophetically, and I told Carolyn recently, and Cherry Ann was laughing about it. I said, you know, it seems like most of the prophets today and I, I use that loosely because so many of them are self-appointed. Not all of them. I've never heard of so many prophets in my 52 years of ministry. There are more prophets today than there are people. <laughs> and they all have a word. If, if you go on your... Uh, uh, YouTube, I guess it is, and just look up one prophet and what they said. How many of you noticed that eventually it, it just keeps pulling up more and more prophets, more and more prophets? In fact, mine, a couple of days ago, it was just, I was showing Carolyn last night, just one after the other. And some of them, dear God. <laughs> I don't know where God found these people. And I told Carolyn, I said, well, you know, Brother Copeland prophesied over me back in 1981 that God was moving me into a new dimension of ministry and that I would become a seer into the spirit realm. And whatever I saw, God would hold me responsible for sharing it with the body of Christ everywhere he sends me. So that began happening way back in 1981. I didn't ask for it. I'm just minding my own business. And, and God moved me into this realm. And it's been happening all these years. Brother Hagen uh, 
uh, called me out in a meeting and prophesied over me regarding that same thing. And Oral Roberts did the same thing. My three primary mentors all saw it within months of each other and voiced it publicly. And then, uh, uh, oh, sometime year before last, Brother Copeland said, you know, I've never laid hands on you and publicly set you apart into that ministry. And I want to do it during the Believers Convention last year. Some of you were there and Brother Copeland uh, called me up and laid hands on me and, and separated me into that ministry. Okay? Now, he, he said God showed him that I was a prophet. I was in the office of the prophet as well as apostle. I don't go around calling myself a prophet all the time. I do see things in the spirit. And what I see, I, I, I communicate. I bring it to you. I bring it to the rest of the world. There are many churches around the world that eagerly await my message of what I saw in the spirit. And then they begin preaching in their churches. But I told Carolyn, I said, you know, I must be a minor prophet. <laughs> because I don't scream and shout. And I'm not demonstrative. And I'm not dramatic. That's said the Lord. I just bring it to you quietly. You know, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> Goodness is on its way. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's just not my nature to be like that. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that's not my nature. So apparently, I'm a minor prophet. <laughs> However, what I say that I have seen comes to pass. <laughs> and, and I'm wondering if, I'm wondering what Isaiah was like when he prophesied. What was Jeremiah like when he prophesied? What was Ezekiel like when he prophesied? Some of these guys, they got more prophecies than a Jeremiah, Isaiah, Daniel, Ezekiel, all of them. They ought to have their own book in the Bible with all these prophecies. It bothers me sometimes. I'm just being honest. Anybody care about being honest? It, it bothers me sometimes when every time you see somebody, they got a word. They got a word. They had a vision. Makes you wonder, what's wrong with me? <laughs> One guy woke me up three o'clock in the morning, Anaheim, California. I don't know how I, got, how I got my room number. Brother Jerry, I'm down in the lobby. I'm waiting on you to obey God. You have a word for me? 
I said, yeah, I do. Go home. <laughs> I hung up on him. He, he said, God told me you were going to pay my house off. I said, well, if God had told me that, I'd pay your house off. But he didn't tell me that, so go home. Wow. Amen. Okay, back to my subject. <laughs> Got that out of me. <laughs> okay. So notice this basic principle of faith is not moved by what we see, not moved by what we hear, and not moved by what we feel. From this, we can understand that there are things happening in the spirit realm that can't be seen with the natural eyes, but they're getting ready to be revealed. They're getting ready to manifest. This is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, God calleth those things that be not as though they were. And Paul gives the example of this with Abraham. He says, God speaking and, and Paul writing, I have made thee a father of many nations. And notice God was saying that to Abraham before Sarah had ever conceived. Notice he said, I've made thee, past tense. He's calling things that be not as though they were. That's the God kind of faith. Uh, the message translation says, Abraham was father, was named father. Let me start over. Abraham was first named father and then became a father. God said it first. And then it happened. God is telling us that I'm about to pour my goodness out on my people like never before. He said it first. Now it's about to happen. Hallelujah. However, if you faint because everything is happening around you, then you may not see that goodness. David said, I would have fainted unless I had believed. Lift your hands right now and say this with me. Lord, Lord I, choose I choose to believe regardless of what I see, regardless, regardless of what I hear, regardless. and regardless of how I feel. I choose to believe that I will see unprecedented goodness in the name of Jesus and add to it this year and give him a good shout. Hallelujah. God's already spoken some things to us about what we are to expect to take place. That's why we must stay focused on what he says and not on what the media says. Contrary to what it presently looks like, God has some wonderful things in store. A verse that Justin mentions quite often, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, the message translation says, God speaking, I have it all planned out, plans to take care of you and not abandon you, plans to give you the, uh, the future that you've hoped for. That's God's plans. Amen. And God is not a man that he should lie. Amen. Can you say amen? amen? Now, the word which the Holy Spirit has given us for 2021 is that he will bring about abundant increase, uh, abundant overflow. Yeah. 
I'm already receiving testimonies from people that it's already happening in their lives. Amen. 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 Some of you might be thinking, but Brother Jerry, how could, how could God do this in times like these? Well, let me just answer that with this. Study your Bible again, and you'll find out that God's been doing things like this for a long time. He hasn't forgotten how to do it again. And the fact is, he's God, and nothing is impossible unto him. Amen? If you believe that, shout amen. Now, you remember, once again, the things I've been saying up to this point regarding operating in the basic principles of the God kind of faith. Don't be moved by what you see, hear, or feel. Trust God this morning to open your eyes to what's happening in the spirit realm. Will you do that? You must receive a revelation of the fact that God is the author of abundance and not lack. He's the author of abundance and not lack. Lack is under the curse. And Deuteronomy chapter 28 tells us that we are redeemed. I mean, uh, Galatians chapter 3 tells us that we are redeemed from the curse. Deuteronomy says lack is under the curse. But we are redeemed from the curse. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 48, it says that one of the things under the curse is to be in want of all things. That's lack. That's poverty. To be in want of all things. But Paul says in Galatians 3, 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse. Amen. Abundance for God's children has always been his plan. Deuteronomy 28, 11, talking about the blessing. The Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods. That's abundance. Second Chronicles chapter 31 verse 5. The children of Israel brought abundance the first fruits, brought in abundance the first fruits, and all the increase of the field and the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly. Where did all this abundance come from? It came from God. Psalm 36 verse 8. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house. Talking about God, talking about his children. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house. And the word fatness here in the little Hebrew means abundance from the abundance of your house. Hallelujah. How many of you know there's abundance in God's house? Another revelation that you must have is abundance is the very nature of God. It's the very nature of God. Moses proclaimed in Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and in truth. Notice it's the very nature of God, abundance. The Amplified says he's abundant in loving kindness. Psalm 132.15, I will abundantly bless your provision. I will abundantly bless your provision. Provision. The message translation says, I will shower blessings on you. Shower blessings. And the word shower means a sudden downpour 
of blessings. Hallelujah. A sudden downpour of blessing. That sounds like abundant overflow to me. Another phrase that can be used here to describe shower down blessings is to do so lavishly and profusely. Hallelujah. Why? Because it's the nature of God. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him, God, that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. It's describing the nature of God. His nature is abundance. There's no lack in him. Lack doesn't come from him. Somebody ought to shout, thank God for that. His absolute best is for you and I to experience abundance. Now, before we go any further, what is abundance according to the Bible? What is abundance? It's a manifestation of God's goodness. It's a manifestation of God's goodness. Hallelujah. And folks, it's about to be poured out on us as never before. Let me read just a portion of the word that was given to me on January the 1st. He said, the things I have planned will surely bring you great joy, blessing after blessing after blessing. That's what I will deploy. Never have you witnessed such goodness that you shall soon see I'm pouring it out in abundance so that you will have greater victories. Amen. Amen. Psalm 119, verse 68. Thou art good and doest good. You are good, speaking of God, and you do good. The message translation says, you are good and you're the source of good. Good comes from God, not the adversary. Source means the place where something begins where it springs into being. It also means something, uh, where something originates and where it is initiated. Good comes from God. He's the source of good. James 1.17, the American Standard Version says, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Every good and every perfect gift is from the Father. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. That's the reason I know my wife came from God. She's a good and perfect gift. Hallelujah. Now, Romans chapter 12, contrary to what a lot of people believe, I'm talking about religious people, they think Satan brings good things into our lives. No, he's not capable of doing that. It says, abhor that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. The word abhor means despise, loathe, detest, cast off, and reject. Lack, poverty, is to be despised. It's not a good thing and it doesn't come from God. Now, God loves the poor. God loves those that, that uh, uh, are in need of all things. But it's not his will that they live that way for the, all of their lives. 
He's redeemed them from that. Can you say amen? amen? So if it's evil, if it's bad, then reject it. Don't say, well, God made me this way. No, he didn't. Amen. Satan is the thief. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He's the one that keeps people oppressed and in lack of all things. But God is good and he's the source of good. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Amen. Can you say amen? Now, Psalm 21.4 from the message translation and David is, is speaking about what God has done for him. He says, I wanted a good life from the message translation and you gave it to me. You filled my arms with gifts. You piled blessings on me. And then finally he declares, is there any wonder that I, the king, loves God. Is there any wonder why I love God? Because he's been so good to me. And then in Psalm 107, four different times, it says this, verse eight, verse 15, verse 21, verse 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Hallelujah. Isaiah proclaimed in Isaiah 46, 9, speaking of God or in behalf of God, I am God and there is none like me. The New International Version says, how abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear you. That's from Psalm 31, 19. How abundant are the good things that you have stored up for those who fear or reverence you. In Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10, God says, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my purpose. The message translation says, I'm in this for the long haul and I'll do exactly what I set out to do. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad God's in this for the long haul? I'll do exactly what I set out to do. And then verse 11 says, I've planned it so it's as good as done. I've planned it so it's as good as done. Well, I'm going to stop right there and we'll take it up here next Sunday. And you don't want to miss it because the best is yet to come. Hallelujah. But let's, let's determine if you've already learned the principles of operating in the God kind of faith, this is not the time to let go of them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This is the time to cling to them like never before. Amen. If this is your first time hearing it, then I encourage you, get all the messages you possibly can on the subject of faith and devour them. It won't take you 52 years to get it. <laughs> Didn't take me 52 years to get it. I got it right first time I heard it and began to study it and practice it. And I've been living that way for 52 years. But you can, you can, you can 
You can devour it. Amen. is about to pour out his goodness on his people as never before. Today's special offer, the Expect God's Goodness Package, contains Jerry Savelle's brand new three-part CD series, Expecting the Goodness of God in Your Life, his inspiring book, Expect the Extraordinary, and his revealing book, Experiencing More of God's Presence and Power. In this package, Jerry teaches how you can walk in favor with God, how to receive God's goodness, how to see beyond your circumstances, and God's plan for abundance. Develop a faith that isn't moved by what you see, what you hear, or what you feel. Become completely convinced that God's goodness is on the way. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Expect God's Goodness special package. God is good and is the source of good. Order now to discover the life that God desires for you, expecting His goodness. All right, praise the Lord. Once again, thank you for joining me today. Let me ask you a question before we leave the air. What are you expecting now after watching this broadcast, after hearing the Word of God? Are you expecting the goodness of God? Are you like a lot of other people? They just expect bad things to happen you know, we're in a, a, a troubled time and they're expecting trouble to come to them. That's not what I expect. I'm expecting the goodness of God to show up in my life each and every day. And you have a right to do the same. So let me encourage you, stay focused on what the Word says. Don't allow the media to determine what you're going to expect. Let the Word of God make that determination. My expectations come from Him. And when they come from Him, they also come from His Word. Hallelujah. So I want to encourage you, stay in the Word. Stay focused on what God says and begin to expect it to happen in your life. Now, once again, before we leave the air, let me remind you of our special resource package, Expecting the Goodness of God in Your Life. Three CDs where I was teaching on this subject, and I know that they will inspire your faith. And I also want to include with it Expect the Extraordinary, a little book that I wrote. You can read it in just a matter of a couple of hours. And it is so powerful. It says, expect the extraordinary. God wants to do extraordinary things in your life. In fact, one of the ways that he will manifest his goodness is by doing extraordinary things, making it happen in ways that you couldn't dream up in a thousand years. And then right along with it, my little book, Experiencing More of God's Presence and God's Power. These are available to you. All you have to do is go online, jerrysavelle.org, or you can look on the screen for all the ordering information. Let me encourage you to do it while it's fresh in your mind. The moment you get this material into your home, you're going to be glad that you placed the order for it. Let me encourage you to join me again next week. We're going to continue this study. It's not over yet. So join me and remember, 
Your faith will overcome the world.